What are we talking about? All you got to say is earmuffs, okay? You just got to say earmuffs, and then you can say anything. You say but, earmuffs, Travis, and then you can say anything. No, that's not the way it works in real life. Like, you can't oh, yeah. just go out in public and say, hey, everybody, earmuffs, I'm going to go say a bunch of swear words. That's why people look at me funny, because I tried that. From St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. They just think you have Tourette's. I, I do, probably. The boxing has probably given me Tourette's over the seat, over the years. Is that how it works? I thought, I don't like, know. people aren't just born with it? Yeah, I think they are, actually. Okay. Can you develop it, though? Do we know that? I... Maybe if you get a vaccine, we can make that happen. Ooh. 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 Okay. okay. Don't lead with that. Do I not. mean, what else are we going to lead with? <laughs> I mean, we got nothing. We got, uh, this is episode 47, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, we're coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility. We got a little bit of a different setup, which is kind of nice. We it's comfortable. Used, we haven't used these boom, boom arms in a little while, so it's kind of cool. It's uh, good to see you weekend, Trav. I am B-Money, the producer. I'm going to keep, like, kind of repositioning myself here until I get comfy. We looking good? Get it. You look good, dude. We look good? We look good. Okay. Um, so episode 47, special thanks to our media uh, partners, or uh, PH Boxing, that's one of them. Yep. We're here. Yep. Uh, IF Enterprises, that's another one. Yep. And then Gulfstream Financial, that's the third. It's a good one. It's a good As one. As always, thank you so much for your uh, partnership there on the media side of things. Weekend, Trav, great to see you. As always. It's what's... always great to see you, brother. Hi. What's happening, my man? Life is good. It's always good, though. We never we never get on here and really complain, do we? Mm-mm. I feel like it's I feel like forty six episodes. We've been pretty positive. Well, it's forty seven. Forty seven. Forty seven. There's See, probably there been forty six positive ones and one negative one. Probably we we probably started one off with a little negativity, but we all, I think we always finish positive though. Oh, we try to. We try to. Now we have questionable comments, questionable activities, questionable at best. Yes, that's probably the best. But this is the number one rated beards bourbon and boxing podcast filmed in orlando florida specifically laureate park specifically in a boxing gym specifically on a monday or sunday today is monday and we are in the boxing gym so we are back to our number one status of that uh, demographic exactly because this is the first time in about what three four weeks that we've been it's in, been the, a in the gym it's so. been a hot minute is what the kids call it hot minute i don't know if they call it that anymore i, don't, I think they don't i don't think they call it that i don't either. think they care there's probably an abbreviation for it somehow i feel like everything's an abbreviation nowadays uh, yeah an acronym yep okay well we're so. not going to try to debate or wax that intellect uh with regard to it we're going to get right into the boxing action weekend trav uh once again uh be money weekend trav no weekend Trav attire. We're kind of getting tired of this, but we can see no, we can see his uh, the manly boxing legs that he has right there. <laughs> wow. Every boxer watching this can appreciate these stick legs. There's a reason why I'm wearing jeans in this hot gym today. You don't need to see my <laughs> stick legs. So, anyways, weekend Trav. We had uh, what we called last week was going to uh, be a, a match that went under the radar, and I think it really did. Yeah. And we also said barn burner. We thought this was going to be a very great. Great, highly contested matchup, and I think it delivered pretty well. We recommended it highly. We did. Uh, let's start with that. We'll give a few minutes of love to uh, Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Let's give a, a little bit of chatter on that. We'll move on to some of the other news and things coming up over the next week or so. Phenomenal fight. I mean, light welterweight, 140. They unified the titles. All four belts were on the line for this title fight because Josh Taylor had some. Yep. Uh, Jose Ramirez had the rest of them. 
Um, this was a great fight. This was a fight that was so close that I, I couldn't even call it. I was leaning more towards Taylor for sure, but I didn't make an official prediction. So um, I can't really take credit for anything, but I can take credit for this because me and you both said it. We said, watch this fight, period. Watch this fight. If you like boxing even the slightest, you will be entertained by this fight. And guess what? Oh my gosh, did it deliver. And it was on ESPN. Thank God the boxing gods were looking down because ESPN played this in you know, if you have any kind of cable anything, you get ESPN for free usually. So it was on there. It was a barn burner. It ended up being uh, Josh Taylor won a unanimous, unanimous, unanimous decision. 114-112. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> However, he not – so let me throw this by you, B-Money. Jose Ramirez won more rounds uh-huh. than Josh Taylor, yet he lost a unanimous decision. Uh-huh. Okay, crazy fight. Two knockdowns is Two why. knockdowns matter. Josh that Taylor knocked him down. Good ones, too. Changed, changed the direction of the fight. Did. Uh, those two knockdowns. One thing we agreed on last week when we were talking about this matchup was that we thought highly likely this was going through the decision. And oh, yeah. it was going to be entertaining. And there's going to be a lot of action. It delivered. All three of those fronts, it 100%. delivered. It delivered. Yep. And we got we to thank our, 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 a couple of our listeners that, that tuned us into this fight. Yeah. Asking us for a couple months what we thought about it, leading up to it, what, leading up to it. Um, so we, we appreciate the, the kind of some insight there. But listen, if you got suckered into watching the NBA, if you had difficulties watching the NBA that night, which you probably did because I heard that there were some satellite feed issues, mm-hmm. and you happened to flip it over to ESPN on Saturday night, you should have been entertained. You got lucky. And got very, very fortunate in watching yep. what was a great matchup. And now a unanimous, oh, not unanimous. Uh, yeah. uh, did I say it right? I don't know. Well, <laughs> anyways, he has all the belts. He does, yep. First time in that weight class since Terrence Crawford. Your yep. boy, yep. Bud Crawford. Yep. You, what can you say? Well, I mean, what else can be said? Phenomenal. And, you know, what's already being said is – they're already talking about a possible Josh Taylor or one of those guys moving up to fight a Terrence Crawford. And you know what? Right now, Terrence Crawford needs every big fight he can even he needs sniff to fight somebody. out. Because he just lost the Manny Pacquiao fight because Manny Pacquiao just signed to fight Errol Spence. Um, I think in August, maybe it is. But uh, yeah, so Terrence Crawford is really, really in search of a solid opponent. And Bob Arum promotes uh, Jose Ramirez, who fought Josh Taylor. So Terrence Crawford is promoted by Bob Arum. So he has a little bit of an in there. Uh, but Terrence Crawford's on the bench right now, man, still, which is a sad story. So we don't even need to talk about that. But Josh Taylor, congratulations, brother. Absolutely. He did take the belts from America, which I don't like. He took them back to England. So just hold them because I feel like we'll probably get them back. But – Congratulations, you did well. You won it fair and square. There was no controversy for a close fight like that, a 114-112. That means you're one round off from being a draw. Yeah. However, you didn't hear any controversy. You didn't no. hear Jose Ramirez say anything. No. They both were very gracious and happy, and um, they're very good sportsmen after the fight as well. It was a little heated going in. Yep. So it was. I love to see that in combat sports, and you know that as well, that literally all of the buildup, it goes out the door once that fight's over. Once you did battle with that guy, you respect him so much. And both those guys, you could see it. They were all tore up, cut. Absolutely. Josh was definitely, cut. definitely was not lopsided, and that, that's what yeah. I thought made it such a great fight is yeah. that it was 
pretty up the middle. I, I think uh, probably Ramirez was leading up into that point until he got those two knockdowns. Josh Taylor got those two mm -hmm. knockdowns. But you know what? That's the way it goes, right? Yeah, just an amazing fight. Uh, great job to both competitors, especially our, our champ, Josh Taylor. Um, let's let's shift gears, though, weekend, Trav. Uh, not yet what do about... You not yet about this weekend, but we'll stay in the British Isles for a little bit. Let's talk about the the breakdown, uh, which we mentioned last week for a little bit, the breakdown of the heavyweight fight, and now what is now officially on paper uh, between uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. Number three. Is anyone watching that? This is probably the one trilogy in the history of important heavyweight fights that should have never happened. Most trilogies are warranted. That's why there's three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is the worst trilogy that we might have ever seen. But you know what? It is boxing. So just leave it up to the boxing gods to make us all look stupid and this fight come out to be like some phenomenal fight well, by off chance. So, so let me, because uh, I know we picked it apart. If you haven't caught it, check out last week, episode 46. We expressed our frustration on how this thing got set up and the breakdown and that sort of thing. Now that we've had a week, weekend trap to kind of digest it, mm. we've had a week for everybody that's involved to have some sort of a comment or, 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 or an interject of some sort. Are we still thinking, or are you still thinking, man, come on, Deontay, or are we thinking this was a little bit of a pot stir by Tyson Fury as well, leading up to it, basically s selling the fact that Anthony Joshua, that was happening, but maybe he knew otherwise before announcing that i don't know it just feels like there's more than one hand in the cookie jar on this one i mean yeah yes and no who knows i mean tyson fury right now he made a comment on he was on he was at the espn fight yep. the jose ramirez fight yep. he made a comment and he was kind of right he said uh he said boxing overall which i don't agree with that but he said boxing overall where would it be without me right now because he's like i sell boxing he goes because of me i keep boxing relevant and i keep boxing in everybody's mouth and he's kind of right because the guy's been talking and causing such a stir that people are paying attention to it. So you might be right. Maybe maybe somewhere in the evil genius of, of Bob Arum and Tyson Fury that they kind of planned this all along. Mm. However, I don't know because I think Tyson Fury knows better, meaning that even though he did dominate Deontay Wilder both times in my opinion, mm -hmm. but ultimately the second time he knocked him out, I think he still knows that Deontay Wilder can punch. I mean, he put him on the deck twice the first fight. He put T Tyson Fury down twice. So I think that if they actually purposely did this, that's a silly gamble on $75 million. Sure, sure. Because Tyson Fury was guaranteed $75 million to fight Anthony Joshua, and so is Joshua. That's $75 million to show up. Mm. You step through the ropes, win, lose, draw. You step through the ropes, get knocked out in the first minute, you're guaranteed $75 million. So... I don't think that those guys are that cocky or arrogant that they would gamble with that. So maybe they didn't know. Maybe they just thought that they were correct because I do believe that that, that the rematch clause that was in that contract, I thought that Bob Arum and Deontay Wilder negotiated in good faith and Deontay Wilder stopped, like completely stopped responding to everybody. So I'm curious to see what the courts and how the courts actually ruled in favor of Deontay Wilder because that's what ended up happening. The courts ended up saying that uh, Tyson Fury and them had to mandatory um, rematch uh, Deontay Wilder. So mm -hmm. I would like to see the wording of that because something something does smell a little fishy there because it's been like, I think, 
14 or 15 months already. By the time the fight will happen, it'll be like 16, 17 months. Yeah, the whole so thing. So that seems fishy. Everything just seems a little off, right? It seems to me that traction gained very rapidly with AJ and Tyson Fury. Like, this is what the fans want. Yeah. There, I mean, there was just so much press huge. associated to it. It was huge. It was a blockbuster heavyweight matchup. And all the stuff Deontay was going through eight months ago, nine months ago, just kind of wasn't there. And it almost became, he became somewhat of a joke. Now, trust me, I get it. Punching power, everyone has that, whatever. Athlete, yes. But I just feel like, ultimately, people didn't want to see Fury and Deontay Wilder again as much. Maybe Deontay Wilder fans did. Maybe. Maybe those guys. I don't even know for sure. But I think everyone, for the most part, in the community had kind of moved on. Yeah, yeah. They were looking towards this main, huge heavyweight bout. I mean, this is probably one of the most important heavyweight fights in the last 10 to 20 years. Yeah. But knowing full well that all the eyeballs had started going that way, but also knowing that this was a problem in the background, I feel like both camps... Uh, and I'm not saying Deontay Wilder, but I'm saying uh, Anthony Joshua's as well as Tyson Fury, they did what they can to get the ball rolling on their side just to try to make it almost a done deal, knowing full well that that could easily happen. Arbitrators could easily rule in full. Isn't that really weird how they literally just signed it and a day later? Yes, 100%. It just feels off. Because what happened, too, is the the Deontay or the uh, Tyson Fury-Anthony Joshua heavyweight fight, they actually – have been talking terms for like a month. I think a month ago, even on one of our episodes, we were like, oh, they announced it. They're fighting. It's been signed. They're, they're crossing the T's and dotting the I's, right? And then that went away. But then, all of a sudden, it's site is guaranteed. They have the dates. They have a $155 million site fee for Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. where each guy is $75 million each. And then literally, the next day... The courts said, no, you can't and do now, this. And now everyone's pointing fingers as to who said what and this one. And, yeah, and yeah. Eddie Hearn saying, well, I feel like that was what they were doing all along. I just feel like everyone was kind of in the know. Everyone was kind of in the know that this yeah. was probably what could be the case. Okay. And that what we hope to see is put on hold, assuming that uh, Tyson Fury does beat Deontay Wilder again. Welcome and, to the boxing business boxing. Yeah, world. it's just a mess. And you know who, and going back to last week's comments that we both had, you know who loses in this whole thing? The fans. The fans. Yep. Yeah, the fans. We do. Yep. Um, it's, so uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, July, is 24th, it? 24th. 24th. T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Okay, so that's going to be, do we know other details? Is that on, um, is it? It's top rank, so I, I'm pretty ESPN? sure. Yeah, he's with ESPN, but it might be an ESPN, ESPN pay-per-view or an ESPN Plus. Probably Plus. Yeah. I mean... I would hope that it's Plus because I get Plus, so I'll be happy with that. But they do do pay per view sometimes, though, so yeah. it's possible. I hope it's not. But, well, let's see. Are the fans losing ultimately? Maybe not because I think that because of Tyson Fury, he's going to make this entertaining. The lead-up to this Deontay Wilder fight is going to be probably so incredibly entertaining because of Tyson Fury because the guy really is he's entertaining he's very entertaining well well let's let's put the scenario out there and how we do lose as fans let's say Deontay Wilder does mm. beat Tyson Fury then what uh, then what is the heavy what's the next stage of the heavyweight division at that I mean, point I think then Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder are you excited about that no honestly no. I think what would have to happen for there would be the right thing to do would be a fourth fight would be Fury and Wilder again because Fury would deserve that at least. You know what I mean? Because Wilder doesn't even deserve – he didn't deserve a second fight in my opinion, but Fury wanted to do it to just show everybody that, hey, I beat him the first time. He cemented it the second time. What's he going to do the third time? 
I, who knows? I think that Fury might try to knock him out even sooner the, 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 this very last time just to prove a point. But your devil's advocate, man, if, if Deontay Wilder comes in here and knocks out Tyson Fury somehow, he's going to throw a wrench into everything because the uh-huh. only thing that would make sense is Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, and nobody wants to see that. No. But here's another curveball is Deont- or, um, Anthony Joshua just got – forced to face his mandatory which is Alexander Usyk. Okay. He has to face him and make a deal within the next 10 days. So let's go worse. Or it goes to a purse bid. Let's go worst case scenario again. Let's say let's say that let's say that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua they lose. They both lose. Then it's going to be such a nightmare because Usyk is not very well known. Right. So no matter who he fights, nobody's going to really know who it is. Deontay Wilder to be very honest too is not very well known either. His most well known portion of his career is fighting Tyson Fury. Right. Otherwise, Deontay Wilder couldn't sell to save his life. And that's not being mean. That's the truth. Numbers don't lie. Floyd Mayweather said this. People lie, but numbers don't lie. Well, if numbers don't lie, then Deontay Wilder's numbers have been abysmal. Well, I mean, people might tune in to see what Halloween costume he's walking down to the ring in. So he can use it as an excuse That later. weighs, weighs a, a million pounds, and he could use it as an excuse, you know? I, I don't know we can try. This just... This really frustrates me. I know we expressed our frustration last week in it, but still, now that I've had a few more days to think about it, now that I've had a few more days to hear more people involved have comments about it, it just stinks. Something smells oh, wrong. Yeah. Something smells sure. really bad about this whole thing. It's boxing, man. Something's rotten. Something is rotten. rotten. It's Bob rotten. Bob Arum is old and rotten to the core. Well, let's chat about, let's switch gears in. Let's talk about something that isn't rotten. Let's talk about. Give it to me straight. Give it to me. Let's talk about a, a matchup we have coming up this weekend. Some mm. guy, a guy that I think. Flew under the radar too. He really does fly under the radar and shouldn't. Yeah. And that would be Devin Haney. So let's talk Devin Haney a little bit. And Devin Haney's fighting Jorge Linares. Correct. Who is phenomenal. Correct. Jorge Linares, I believe, put Lomachenko on the seat, lost the decision to him, I believe, but also put him down. So Linares can fight, and he's fighting Devin Haney. And you know Lomachenko is up there with, obviously, he's the number one, number two in that division. Losing to to uh, Tiafimo Lopez, you got to put him at number two probably. But, I mean, what a fight. And everybody's been talking for a while now that – Devin Haney is going to be the coming of this division. Mm. And you really don't see a lot of him, though. But a lot of the experts say that Devin Haney can run that division, the 130, 135-pound division. He can run it. And to be 100% truthful and fair, I don't see it. I think he's a very good fighter. This Mm. guy is unbelievably talented. But from the fights that I have saw and witnessed of him, I don't know if he's got that star power. I don't know if he's got that, like – take over division power the it factor. smart kid very smart kid and i think he has longevity on his side meaning he's smart he's intelligent he does the right things inside the ring and outside the ring right so he has that going for him i do think that if you want to compare him to like a, a javante tank davis i think that the upside of devin haney over tank davis is a lot higher sure because he's a very very intelligent hard-working smart guy and doesn't really get in a lot of trouble outside of the ring unlike tank but I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I see it. However, Linares versus Haney, oh my gosh. Another great fight. Like mm-hmm. last weekend, there was a great fight. This, if you guys get DAZN, it's going to be on DAZN though. Okay. It's D-A-Z-N, but it's pronounced DAZN. If you get that, 
oh my gosh, Devin Haney and, and Jorge Linares, great fight. So so let's do this at the uh, towards the end of the week. We'll do a prediction video. We'll, we'll break it off from this. But we did want to draw attention to that because, once again, mm -hmm. it's another one of these fights that goes under the radar. Um, I know we talk about some of the main ones that everyone hears about, but things like this past weekend with Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez, we got now Devin Haney and Linares, these things fly under the radar. You guys got to start listening to us. We've it, called this stuff, and we've been talking about it. Thanks a lot. I think AJ Stokes, who it was, so, yeah. told us about so, Ramirez. So not only that, but you mentioned the other. Uh, you mentioned Tank Davis. He's He has a fight coming up, too. Oh, he does. That's right. Um, Barrios. I, and everyone forgets that he got in that little uh, that little fender bender of sorts. I think he's still going to quarter for that. Yeah, so that so that kind of has gotten brushed under the rug a little bit. But these are important happenings. It's not just the heavyweight uh, division screw up. It's not just uh, Jake Paul, which I guess we can mention that in a minute. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's not a lot of just these higher profile things. These matchups matter, okay? Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, briefly Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a few weeks yeah, as yeah. we get closer we to that. Um, Floyd Mayweather with uh, with Logan Paul. That's coming up in two weeks. Oh, my weeks. gosh. That's not this weekend, but next weekend But the next weekend. So there's on a, a lot Sunday. on the calendar right now for boxing, uh, but we want to draw attention to these matchups that matter, that go under the radar, and I think this weekend's another one. Yep. Devin Haney is the kind of guy, as you mentioned, the talent is there. It's 100%. just the it factor is what's missing it for me. Um, Shame. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I get it, it, and it shouldn't only be. It shouldn't be anything beyond just talent. But personality, character also drives that. Yep. And I just, I just don't. I'm not getting the wow factor. He's yep. got to keep the wow has to come in the ring. So if he can go through and completely dismantle Anaris in such a fashion that we're like, oh, okay. That would be impressive because nobody's dismantled Linares, really. Yeah. Nobody. So that would be impressive. So we might need to talk about that towards the end of the week on prediction video. But yep. I think that's what this, this kid's missing. He needs that defining fight and moment to say, hey, you're talking about everybody else? Talk about me. I mean, talk look, about me. I mean, look right now, that division. We talked about it at the beginning of the year because um, Ryan Garcia is in that division. Mm -hmm. And he was leading it off in January. January 2nd is when he fought in Texas, which we were there. And we were talking about, oh, my gosh, this division's looking so hot right now. You have Tiafoma Lopez, who's actually getting ready to fight in June as well. They moved it back. I think it's like June 19th. Tiafoma Lopez is getting ready to fight again. Uh, Ryan Garcia took a little hiatus. He'll be back, though. Now you have Tank Davis fighting. You have Devin Haney fighting. You have Linares, who's fighting Devin Haney. And Loma's, Loma and Loma's sitting back. No, yeah. he's coming back. He's uh, They've announced, I, I'm pretty positive that uh, Bob Arum said that they, they made a date. And it's soon, actually, and he's taking on a very tough opponent. Oh, my gosh. I think they literally just announced it, and I can't think of the name right now. But, again, we talked about that 130 to 135-pound division being hot. Guess what? It's hot again. Good. It's, it's hot. It lit up. And then it literally, for about two to three months of this year, after January, it faded off. And we're like, what the heck's going on? That's what was going to carry boxing for a little bit. But We thought, and then we thought the heavyweights were going to take off. Now, not so much. So Well, then it's kind of heating back up a little bit now, too. Like Which is the helpful, so that's the helpful part. That we have names, we have good matchups amongst a lot of different weight classes, things like that. We have some of the circus stuff that we've been grown accustomed to in recent days, yeah. and even in two weeks from now, another circus matchup. You got Floyd Mayweather saying that, you know, basically he's not preparing for Logan specifically. He's like, if I want to take it one round, it's going one round. If I, I want to take it two rounds, it's going two rounds. I'll do whatever I want in there. I'm not worried. Uh, listen. I don't know how else to categorize those other than just a circus matchup. The, I mean, I the Paul brothers and everything else, more power to them. They're making money. 
Listen, Logan Paul hasn't won a boxing match mm. in like, I don't even know how long. The guy had a draw against KSI. They rematched. Logan Paul lost. Logan Paul hasn't fought since then. He hasn't won a match. Yeah. And he's fighting Floyd Mayweather now. Yeah. It's Granted, exhibition, but still, the fact that he even gets to step in the ring for an exhibition is phenomenal. And yep. the kid's taking it serious, but how serious does it matter? It doesn't matter. You're fighting Floyd Mayweather. So I laughed at Floyd's comment because it's very true. It's very true. That fight will literally go as long as he wants it to go. Yep. If he wants to knock out Logan Paul, he will. Even though he's smaller, it'll, he might not be able to come walk right out in one it'll, minute and knock him out, but he'll get him. It'll be in a similar way just as he made uh, uh, what's Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor look good. 100%. I don't think in this case he cares about making Logan no, Paul look good, no. but he, he wanted Conor to look good in that matchup. I think everyone won in that from a monetary standpoint oh, yeah. and everything else. Now let's talk, let's talk about Jake Paul. Now all of a sudden Showtime has come knocking down his door. Which is interesting, though. You know why? No. Because Floyd Mayweather has a relationship with Showtime mm. and all those guys. Because Al Heyman promotes the Showtime still, which Al Heyman is one of the Floyd's main advisors. So it's very, very, oh, no. it's very, very ironic because I Floyd know. is going to beat up on Logan because he is. Yep. And now <laughs> Jake Paul has signed with Showtime. So in my, what I think is going to happen, this is what I think is going to happen. I think that. Floyd is going to beat up on Logan Paul. Even though it's an exhibition, he's going to bust him up. He's going to be a little bloody. He might get in a couple good shots here and there. It might happen because same thing with Connor. Floyd ended up letting him have a couple good shots. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Floyd's going to look good, probably stop him. Mm-hmm. And then Jake is going to fight. I don't know who he'll fight, but he's going to fight somebody to make him look pretty good. And then they are going to try to sell a Jake Paul-Floyd Mayweather fight. Jake Paul would be 4-0 at that time as a pro boxer. And... I don't think they still. I don't think would be able to sell it as a legit pro fight. It can't so it might because be an exhibition. Still, the, the weight classes are still too far off. Yeah, and and also he's only had four fights. No real quote unquote commission would approve that. But I think it's going to happen. That's the only thing that makes sense because also I'm going to throw this out there with you. We kind of said this about Triller. Jake Paul was their seller, bro. Now what? I think that they knew it because they let him go. They weren't even trying to keep him because I think they're just like, we wanted to get our name out there. We got it out there. We've just spent big bucks on this Tiafoma Lopez fight. I bet you don't see Triller buy another big fight for the rest of the year. Because I don't think they'll be able to afford it. I mean, listen, after the first one at the end of last year uh, with Tyson, and then Tyson came out a few months ago saying, I'm I'm not fighting with them ever again. And now you have the fiasco that was, you know, a month or so ago. That was a mess. Check out our episode on that. Um, and then Tiofimo, you're hoping that's going to be a professional setup card. It's going to be not going to be a stupid rap concert that's going to be a waste of money and a waste of just viewership. Who knows right now what's going on, though, because they've pushed that Because they've pushed back. that date back. So I'm a little worried now. I don't know. There, there's a lot of question marks all over the place. But Too the many. one constant... And I hate saying this, and I hate admitting this. The constant we've seen in the boxing world over the past two or three months, the Paul brothers. I know what you're going to say. My that. gosh. Right. It's so sickening to even say that, no, isn't it? But, you, but you're not wrong. No. And, these, and, and once these, again, no, no, I'm not trying to discredit them because go make your money, boys. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got your platform and you're doing it, and I'm glad there's something going on in the ring because these actual 
I don't want to say actual as if they're not professionals because, you well, know Well, they're not. Logan's not. Jake. But Jake is. I mean, technically, he, he is. Technically, Te- yes. He has his More license. More than Logan, yes. Yes. But the what you would know as household professional legit boxers can't get their shit straight. Nope. I nope. said it. Oh, oh, First time I've done it on camera. Oh my they gosh. can't get anything straight, and we're left suffering as the fans. Yep. And that's what that's what is the laughing stock of boxing. We could talk all day long about how there's bigger dollar signs. That's fine. But when we actually come down to the matchups and finally wanting to see matchups, you're waiting forever. They talk about these things for months and months and months, and that finally happens. But that that and that is unfortunately how boxing has been for yeah. ages. And the fact that there is four major belts. It's always going to be that way, unfortunately, yeah. until somebody breaks up those major organizations. And I'm telling you, the WBC, the WBO, the WBA, and the IBF, now there's even IBO. They have a lot of yeah. power, and I don't know how, but they do. And it's been, I mean, look how many years we've been around yeah. boxing. I mean, that's why Dana White, he created a really good product for the fans, not necessarily for his fighters, but for the fans. Sure. He created a good product because... He jumped around all those sanctioning bodies like boxing has. If Dana White says you're going to fight, you fight. If you don't fight, you don't fight. He's like, okay, we'll get somebody else to step up. Yeah. Boxing's not like that. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of belts. There's a lot of money. There's a lot. But that's also, it's the give and take you have to go with boxing is because of all this BS that we have to put up with as fans, because I'm talking from a fan standpoint right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. all that BS that we have to put up with is the same reason why they're making that kind of money. Sure, though. sure. So for me, things a, drag on, sure. for me as a fighter – and a fan, I see both sides. Do I like it? I like that the fighters are making a lot of money. I do. But I'm also transitioning into like a big-time boxing fan now because I'm coming toward the end of my career where I'm transitioning over. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan, actually. I, here, here's, here's what I kind of want to see. As just from a – I get it. You're, you're much more in the weeds from a fan standpoint than I am, and that's fine. Um, with as many divisions as there are, as many great fighters as there are, as much talking that goes on nowadays, especially with social media, I want to see one solid build-up fight a month. Think about it. Well, From across that would be nice, yeah. so many different weight classes, you think one. All across the world, you would think that, because boxing is more global Correct. than MMA, so there Correct. is a lot more people to choose from, but... That would be just tough because what would end up happening, though, is that you would water the market down. And some of these fighters wouldn't make as much money. They'd still make yeah, good I, money. There's, there's a give and take, sure, sure. Because MMA guys, they're putting shows on yep. like, every month. I think they could slow it down because what you'll have on the MMA side is sometimes you got two big shows a month. And sometimes there's multiple titles being defended on that same show. Mm-hmm. And this is only UFC. I'm not talking any other uh, leagues out there. Yeah. But from a boxing standpoint, because there's so many belts floating around and so many names, you'd think, okay, maybe it's not a unification matchup, but there's a pretty good grudge match or something yeah, going yeah. on. Guys, I actually want to fight each other and do it. You think you can get one a month. How many weight, how many weight classes are there? In boxing? Oh, my gosh, you're killing me. 108, 114, 118. 126. Yeah, but so, 30, so the point is that there's a ton 12, of them. Well, I think 12 plus. Uh, now, I could have been wrong on the bottom ones. The, I know the, the other classes. The, unfor- class is the for unfortunate sure. part is that. 135, 40, 47, 54, 60. And, and listen, we're not even all the way to the heavyweight and you ran out of hands. So, so you're, you're looking at 10 plus weight classes. So, my point, and to some of the comments you made, and what really throws it off 
It is the politics of it. It's all that kind of stuff. It's the multiple belts. Yeah. That's I don't what know what confuses the, people. I don't know what the perfect system is, and I'm not here to argue that. It's just kind of disappointing when you get you look forward to something and then all of a sudden it's like the switcheroo, like, mm, just kidding guys. This is actually gonna be delayed for six months. What I think would be the perfect scenario for boxing is if they educated the fans better and they don't. So if more fans knew that there's four major bodies, this is what's going on. The real fights that really, really, really matter are like the Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez is where one, one person walks away with all of the belts. They are considered the unified champion. So I think that the fans, if the fans knew better that a unified champion is far more important than a world I, champion. Well, yeah. A world champion's great. It is because yeah. that's I, I never did it. I never even got a chance to do it. So a world champion is still great. But I think if boxing did a better had a better educating their fans that those are the really, really important fights. And then on top of that, those really, really important fights like the unified titles, they need to happen more. They don't happen. That's enough. it right there. That's the issue. That's it right there. And here's the thing. The fact that we just had one over the weekend and it was so under the radar like it didn't even matter. It was barely it was barely getting any press. What was getting press all week was the heavyweight fiasco. Yep. It wasn't the fact that for the first time in how long these belts are being unified in this weight class. Yeah, it'd been, it'd That's, been a bit. That doesn't happen enough. No. It doesn't happen enough. So then on the so on the other side, now let's go back to Josh Taylor. So on on, on his side now, unified champ. How is it that and educate me because I'm stupid. How is it then that those belts can somehow break apart or go like how, how is it that one guy who owns all of them now mm-hmm. at some point something happens and he no longer has all four well the or only, actually how many many he has there's four yeah and there's there's four majors the wbc wbo WBA, he has them IBF, he has them all yeah so the only how that they can break apart is each sanctioning body has rules mm-hmm. on who you have to fight, all that stuff. But when you unify a title, you get some exemptions as well on who to fight and stuff like that because obviously you have four titles. You can't make all four belts happy. Yeah. But there's usually a guy or a couple guys in there that you can pick from that are ranked in the top five of all four of those belts. But you're right, though. What could happen is, and it does happen a lot, is um, what people don't understand, too, this is a confusing part about boxing, is just so Josh Taylor actually had to pay for those belts. You have to pay a sanctioning fee to fight for a world title. Just because you fight for a world title and win it doesn't mean you pay to – some of them are like $25,000 or more. So that – they paid sanctioning fees for all four belts. Okay, both fighters would have had to do that. So if Josh Taylor going forward in his next couple of fights decides, oh, you know what? I don't think the IBF is legit. I don't think the WBO is legit. I don't really care. I'm not going to pay the sanctioning fee or I don't want to fight who they tell me to fight. I want to fight a, a, another person. Then those belts can be relinquished. Oh my so gosh. it's confusing. And yeah. that's, and you're not wrong and you're not stupid at all, but I know what you're trying to say, but you're not stupid, but it's the fact that boxing doesn't inform people of this stuff because those are things that you should tell people, but also those are things that you shouldn't even do. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a champion wins a title, you shouldn't have to pay for it. No, but the reason why they exist is because, like the WBC, they're 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 probably the most popular and probably the richest organization. The WBC, they do really well at promoting fights as well. So that's why a lot of people love owning a WBC belt. It's the green belt. It's like the famous green belt. It's right. very very prominent, very very like well respected. They make a lot of them. 
they yes and they sell a lot of them they they're see. they're even in the amateurs now too yeah but what they do is though they do a phenomenal job of promoting mm-hmm. so a lot of people are like oh i want to fight for a wbc belt because guess what let's say bob aram's not doing a good job promoting the wbc kind of picks it up a little bit it's like they'll, they'll throw it out yeah, there yeah. they'll help you a lot so that's why their sanctioning uh. fees help but a hundred million percent you are correct and it's confusing and most people think of a world champion He's a champion. He, so if a heavyweight wins the world title, in the layman's terms, and what it should be is, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. But really, there's like three other ones, or there yeah. could be. So confusing. Very, very. Now, it's, it's nice that they all have the opportunity to actually fight each other, whereas you get to, like, trying to cross-promote two different leagues within MMA, that doesn't happen. You can't. Because oh, yeah, yeah. fighters are under a contract uh, with that specific organization. So, And I know there is that to a degree in boxing, but yeah. there's at least the ability yep. for other for champs in the same weight division to fight each other and hopefully, at like we see seen Which, with Josh Taylor, to unify. And Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, though, promoted by two different Correct. television networks Correct. and two different promoters, but they found a way to come together, and they did. What a mess. What a mess. Here we are only uh, promoted by uh, our, our media partners. And that's not even a promotion. That's just our partnerships with IF Enterprises, TH Boxing, and Gulfstream Financial. The best in the uh, We're going to give a shout out to them and all of our other partners out there, including what are we drinking today, Weekend Trav? Well, you know what? I think redemption is a good word because I think Deontay Wilder is trying to go for some redemption against Tyson Fury. Well, he's not going to get it. What I can but, tell you is he, from his Holiday Inn Express workouts, he is looking oh sharp. God. He has that one, two, three combination down pat. Oh, I see. It. And, and I know who's training him, Malik Scott, who's a former uh, heavyweight contender sure, as well. Sure. Legit guy. But it's mitt work. Your mitt work is not going to change who Deontay Wilder ultimately is. And it's not going to give him the knowledge and experience to beat a guy like Tyson. Well, it's Fury. like those weekend travel. It's like those commercials when they have the guy that's about to go into brain surgery talking about it, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, are you are you a, the, a, the surgeon? No, no, but I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express." Yes, <laughs> I f- maybe oh, that's my. what he's going to do for, I feel for being like, a heavyweight champ. Oh my God, I feel like Deontay Wilder needs are to you, be sponsored by Holiday Inn Express. Are you about about to beat Tyson Fury? No. But I stayed in a ho- I trained in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Are you about to be the heavyweight champion of the world? No, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. But I did train at work. Oh mitts. my gosh, we're helping them right now. Uh, you guys, listen. This is gold. You have no idea what we just did there. That's gold, Deontay Jerry. Wilder, that's gold. Deontay Wilder, listen to us, brother. Like I'm, I, you know what? I'm gonna tag him. I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook, actually. I'm gonna post this story, and we're gonna tag him in this because Deontay, bro, we're, we're trying to help you right now. Actually, give you some more money. Not that you really need it, but. This is sponsorship. Holiday Inn Express is a pretty hotel, big hotel. Hotel Holiday Inn, bro. Come on. This is hilarious. He should be doing commercials. It's gold, for Jerry. It's gold. So uh, <laughs> we're drinking Redemption Rye. I don't know if there's a special, a different uh, name to that because it's over there. And our setup is different. The boom arms, I don't know if I like them right here because they're kind of in the this way. This is pre-prohibition rye revival. All right. So, wow. That's a Straight mouthful. Straight rye whiskey. Uh, let's give a rating. Zero to ten boxing gloves on that one. We can try maybe a couple comments about mm-hmm. it. What are you what are you thinking here i'm feeling pretty good mm. because i've drank a little bit of it and i haven't mm-hmm. drank for a long time i'm gonna give it a higher rating than i probably normally okay. would have but i'm gonna give it like a six eight okay it's pretty smooth i i could see myself drinking this again and i'll be happy to probably leave this on my uh, bourbon collection and sip on it again 
but it's not bad to me. It's not bad. It's got. It's a. It's very smooth. I think. I'm gonna. It's okay to me. I'm not. It's not. I'm. It's not my favorite. It's just okay. Um, We've had a lot of those. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it's. I. I kind of had a rough uh, Friday. We'll talk about that offline, uh, a little bit. But <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a 6.0, which is gonna give it an average score of 6.4. Still very, very decent. It's solid. Above a six. Uh, so 6.4. On the Redemption Rye. Um, we can travel. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this one. Let's tie it up, producer. Let's tie it up. Uh, final thoughts. I think boxing Don't is... Don't tell me boxing's back. Say, say something else. I'm not saying it's back. Okay. I'm saying that it's... First of all, it never win anywhere, so I wouldn't say it's back. Okay, well, you okay. always say it. But, no, but I think boxing is delivering. It delivered last weekend. Okay, okay. I think it's going to deliver again. You know what? We can call boxing... The mailman, because it is delivering. Carl Malone. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Yeah. So it is, to be fair, it really is. Like, I know that I'm a huge fan. I always talk very well of boxing. I do. Sometimes I'm more biased than I should be, probably. But numbers don't lie. Fights don't lie, man. That was a great fight. The average fan, if they watch that Josh Taylor fight, uh, Jose Ramirez fight, I promise you, they're coming back and looking for more fights to watch. Mm -hmm, If mm -hmm. they watched that fight last weekend, Saturday, um, I guarantee you they will come back because that was a very two undefeated guys, the Mm -hmm. elite of the elite of that division, Mm -hmm. and it was a blockbuster. Usually you don't see those when two elites fight. You usually don't see that um, many fireworks, and there was fireworks there, and especially in a 140-pound division the lighter division but there was a lot of like big blows yeah yeah so so to your comments on boxing delivering i'm gonna go one step further and say yes boxing is delivering but specifically the unsung heroes of boxing are delivering they are going out they're doing their job and we as the fans appreciate that uh the boxing aficionados appreciate that it's it's the headline guys that are consistently disappointing and that's what my final comment is going to be for this week's episode is that I, I want to see some of those prime time name guys. Canelo didn't disappoint. Deliver. That was a good fight. Well, that's just he's one prime guy. Time. That's one guy, and he's had to do it twice for that whole that crop of guys. He's done yeah. it twice this year for all of them. Yeah. Where are the other guys at? Yeah. Canelo he's cannot. Car- he's carrying it though. That cat is getting married. He's having another wedding ceremony that's religious. He's having, He's doing everything this year, and all these other guys, all the they can do is and piss and moan and not actually come to fight. And come to find out, Canelo probably will fight again in a couple of months. He'll he'll fight before we get into a rant. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there. So weekend travel. Let's see. We did the media partners episode 47. Blah blah blah. Anything else we're missing? I don't think so. Final comments. We're good. Hmm. Put a bow on it. Unless you want me just to keep going on rants. Not really. You know that I can. I know he can. (laughs) That's what she said. Oh. She did say that. Hey. Hey. You you complimented me. That there is. Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. Producer, a.k.a. Put a bow on it. We're putting a bow on it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. God bless. And go ahead and subscribe below. Follow our content and push it out to the masses. To the masses. All right, that's it.